0: You're listening to Ask the Expert on Sprott Money News. Well, welcome back to your Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com Ask the Expert segment. It's September of 2022, and joining us this month is Dr. Ron Paul. Many of you are familiar with Dr. Paul. He's, of course, a liberty advocate, a sound money advocate, and a former U.S. congressman. And what a pleasure it is to get a chance to visit with him. Dr. Paul, thank you so much for for taking some time, Craig. It's good to be with you. It's a it's an honor to visit with you, sir. And I again, I list all your accomplishments. I would imagine some of the things you're most proud of are the fact all the babies you've delivered over the years and that uh, your son Rand is kind of carrying on the family tradition.
1: Yeah, I've been blessed. I've had, uh, you know, a lot of nice things happen. Sometimes I'm very surprised how well things go, but I accept it, you know. But it, uh, it's it's it been, you know, just, for instance, running for office from the very beginning, it was all in a lark just to make a couple of points because I was upset with uh, the Bretton Woods system breaking yep. down. So those, those are the kind of things that surprised me, and I had a lot of surprises during the presidential races.
0: And, and again, you've, for all of us in the Sound Money community, uh, you've been a voice of reason and sanity uh, for years, and, and fortunately, your son has carried on that tradition, too, and we, we certainly appreciate it. Um, before we get started, we've been collecting questions for you, as we do every month with Ask the Expert. Um, I just always like to remind people that this, this content is brought to you by uh, Sprott Money, You can thank them in any one of a number of ways. You can always check out their website for precious metal deals. You can also just simply like or subscribe this content on on whatever channel you're listening to. That helps them cast a wider net, get this uh, information distributed on a more wide basis to get more people to learn about sound money and uh, where we are in the world. So, of course, go to SprottMoney.com or you can, of course, call them at 888 861 0775. Dr. Paul, I've got seven questions for you. I think they're all probably right in your wheelhouse. Uh, I look forward to getting your answer. Can I kick it off with question one? Okay. All right, here we go. Um, your efforts, you made quite a few efforts in Congress to audit the Fed, and they're always met with roadblocks. Um, do you think it's currently politically feasible? Will it ever be politically feasible to accomplish an audit in the future?
1: Not, not a real, uh, a real audit, and uh, I, I think what we did do is we brought the the issue to to attention to a lot of people because we had a couple of votes and there was a uh, two, twice it was on the floor one easily uh, one time we had all the Republicans and a bunch of Democrats vote for audit the Fed, mm-hmm. so the uh, the issue is there and the people there and I didn't go to the. Our usual sources in Congress to get the support, I went to the people outside of Congress who put pressure on their congressmen, and they found out that it was politically beneficial you know to uh, say that we needed to know more about the Federal Reserve, which is a strong positive. But to have a real audit it's sort of like asking when's the real audit going to occur with the CIA? When are right. we going to have an audit of all the money spent in the Pentagon they don 't audit anything so uh, and it 's a big deal. Uh, to keep the big finances at the Federal Reserve uh, secret. Uh, but that doesn't mean we don't uh, quit. Uh, it's it's something that is necessary. And uh, but the, but we shouldn't worry about it too much because the Fed will and they their, their function can't continue because it's uh, on a road to self-destruction, uh, because uh, they can't do what they pretend they think they want to do other than benefit on a short run for a few people. But on the long run, they're going to destroy the monetary system. They've graduated erosion since nineteen. 19- 13 it's in bad shape now and every single day we're going to look at it but that's that's going to continue but to get enough people in congress to vote for it and have a president sign a bill to audit the Fed, now uh that that's not going to happen that way but uh it will be audited we'll find out about it but it will be after a final conclusion where everybody gives up on uh,
0: the system we have today yeah well that's a pretty good segue to question two dr paul um, You mentioned Bretton Woods, the U.S. dollar having been backed by gold, you know, to give it some uh, credibility, you know, as a foundational currency for global trade after World War II. But, you know, it's, it's the exorbitant privilege, right? Um, sure seems as if maybe an alternative is coming, you know, whether it's through the Shanghai Cooperation Organization, you know, the BRICS loosely, you know, as you put it all together. Are, are you concerned? By current events and the possible creation of an at least an alternative to the U.S. dollar?
1: Well, there's going to be an alternative. We don't know what it's going to be. If somebody waved a wand and, and uh, somebody came up with a new one, uh, I wouldn't expect it to be in perfect shape and work very well. Uh, but it's great stuff. And that was uh, uh, fulfilling my efforts in Washington because I, always emphasize the thing about competition that there should be mm-hmm. con- competition in currencies and uh, that if there is a competition in, in metals or whatever there should be no taxation on money uh, you can't compete it if uh, if you can print money and there's no taxation but if somebody else has an alternative and uh, if the price of gold or silver goes up you get taxed on that so there'd be no t- no taxes. Uh, you know, whether they'd be state tax or federal taxes uh, on money, and it would have to be uh, voluntary. Uh, so there'll be others uh, in, internationally, just constant talk about it. And I think that's very, very healthy. Uh, but I think uh, the odds in the real near future uh, of, uh, of a significant uh, takeover or the reserve currency of the world right now, people are loving the dollar. They're going to the dollar, and that's going to continue for a while. But in the midst of a real chaotic situation, such as we've seen over the years, uh, in, in in times of war there's uh, always the, a natural resorting to something else uh, until somebody comes along and straightens it out even uh, we have gone back to gold after being off it like you know like after the continental dollar uh, failed and after the Civil war we went back to gold it's conceivable but that's not going to happen but under chaotic conditions there will be alternatives what i uh, uh, what I try to do is get involved in the education part so that people will understand if even if governments were to be involved, that uh, they try one where uh, they have a unit of account that they they can define, such as a weight of some precious metal.
0: Right. That would seem to be a likely way they would go. Do you think, you know, if something were proposed in the future, you know, loosely by a coalition of other countries, they'd probably want, I mean, that's what we have all always thought, that they'd probably offer it with some type of gold backing to give it people confidence in it. Does that seem logical?
1: Uh, it seems logical on the surface, but not, uh, not as, as, as uh, practical because, mm. you know, I mentioned the fact that we went back on the gold standard after the civil war uh, and they had a resumption period of three years and they had been off it for uh, 15 years total and uh, they promised that they would go back to twenty dollars an ounce, and they uh, and they were able to do it, and it was uh, uneventful. Uh, but we weren't running huge deficits. Uh, we weren't uh, we weren't managing an empire around the world. We didn't have the reserve currency of the world. But uh, we can't do that now because uh, there's nobody. Uh, the pain and suffering of the treatment would be such that they're not going to want to do it. Uh, eventually, the people will want to do it, and they will probably have their own little uh, way of saving. That's why liberty is the most important thing we do, is make sure if the government can't take care of us, we ought to be able to get together. And voluntarily uh, take care of ourselves and try to preserve our wealth, but uh, no, it's it's not going to be be likely. Even if you had the votes there in the Congress, like I said, you have to have the House, you have to have the Senate, you have to have the courts. Courts have never been friendly uh, to uh, uh, sound money, and 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 under those conditions, the president won't sign these bills. So you have to work on the assumption. That this is going to continue. The biggest effort has to be preparation for some chaos. At the same time, education. I, uh, I think that without the education, of people understanding why you have to tighten your belt and all this spending has to quit. You, right. you, you know, I never thought I could get elected by arguing that case and voting for it. So that was a surprise to me. But they're not ready to do that. Uh, there's a little bit more pain and suffering that people are willing to put up with.
0: Do you think the if the Russians and Chinese and that coalition were to offer some type of different trading currency, do you think they might back that with gold?
1: Yeah, I think they would try it. I yeah. think they approve themselves. Uh, but right now, you know, uh, uh, we're, we're uh, pretty authoritarian when it comes to people doing anything internationally,
0: <laughs> you That's know. Sure.
1: So uh, if we if uh, we do all these kind of things to punish us who want to circumvent and get around, you know, the Federal Reserve uh, and uh, punish the people who have all the benefits, you know, you can get into big trouble doing that. So, no, I uh, I think that the, it would be uh, difficult but that doesn't stop me from emphasizing it and talking about and right. educating people because support has to come from the people eventually and uh that's what happens so just think uh, you know, we weren't even allowed to own gold from 1934 up to 1975 in a free country. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> amazing. The fact that we legalize it, so we're on a on a pseudo pseudo gold standard. Because uh, except for the fact that the government rigs prices a lot of times and it's not very pure, it's still a benefit. The fact that we can right now go out and and buy buy gold, I think that that is good. Uh, but uh, I always think that the, the country is going to wake up when they knock on your door and they say, Oh, we're here for the government. We want your guns and we want your gold. If not, we're going to shoot you. Uh, that That's when the whole system falls
0: apart. Well, yes. I'd agree with that. All right. Uh, Dr. Paul, that leads us, I guess, to question three, you kind of referenced it there in your last answer. Do you believe as many do, uh, certainly on my side, they do that the price of gold has been, let's say, actively managed since 1975 in order to maintain confidence in the dollar? I believe there's uh,
1: there's messing around and uh, manipulating. Uh, I don't think they're capable of totally managing managing it because, uh, you know, there's too many natural forces against it and i I encounter a lot of libertarians who uh disagree with me on this and say that nah that's that's a that's a you gold bugs you just want the price to go up even if it doesn't go up for market forces, then you say it's being rigged. Well, uh, I, I think there's some of each. I think the government does get involved, and my evidence for this is the fact that gold was thirty-five dollars. Uh, no, uh, it was uh, no twenty dollars an ounce. You, you know when they started with it, and then they established the price after the war at uh, thirty-five dollars an ounce. They kept the price of gold at thirty-five dollars an ounce. Uh, all the way up until seventy one when Bretton Woods broke down. So that's rigging. That's and a. And we had the conditions. Uh, we were wealthy. We were an economic powerhouse. We we're a military powerhouse, and we could get away with this. But uh, it, it, uh, it still, it still was rigging to that sense. So they will and try to do it. Ultimately, though, there's always a black market in the in the midst of. All of the rules and regulations. Uh, one right, one thing that I fear right now on Earth, the conditions we have, is is not only not only do they manipulate and take away the benefits of people owning gold and punish people who might, and that to me, I couldn't prove that in court. But uh, the the thing that may be coming, uh, because they've started already, is uh, the they look to. Uh, Price controls, wage and price controls, Mm -hmm. because that's the problem. And other people say, well, no, uh, it's not a money problem. We just have we don't have enough. Print more, send us more money, and that'll solve the problem. So uh, we we have a long way to go, but uh, I don't uh, I don't think that uh, it's it's uh, uh, I I, I don't think there are. It'll be real easy for two or three other countries. But I think there's more transactions now in the foreign markets than ever before. I think that will continue. And I think that's all beneficial. But ultimately, I always go back to you got to get people understanding what you're going to do right now. People think we have to go to war all the time for national security reasons. Yet going to war all the time makes us less secure. And that's the way it is with spending and all. And that's why they think, that oh, we have to have the government the money before we have inflation bursting out. Right. <laughs> right.
0: All right. Well, question four, Dr. Paul, definitely draws on your experience of government uh, and being a constitutionalist. Um, at present, the U.S. mint is falling far short in creating enough silver eagles to meet demand, which I think is in the constitution they're supposed to. Uh, Representative Alex Mooney of West Virginia has tried to petition Secretary Yellen, Mint Director Gibson, but never gets anything back. Now just, it's like falls, just crickets, right? Um, What do you think is behind the production shortage? Why is it persisting?
1: Well, I I think there's a high demand. I don't know what all the statistics say on curve, but I think people's concerns are real, and I think uh, I think there are a lot more people who understand gold and, and when people really get frightened and some of these calamities hit and that could happen any day you know internationally or financially, people will go, even though right now they're they're reluctant to do this thinking that. Thinking that uh, th- things will work out, but I don't uh, know the details of the supply and how it goes. But I, I think that uh, uh, there's a high demand, uh, and uh, maybe, uh, m- maybe the whole thing is is uh, uh, you know contrived for a purpose. I know that they're going. I, I, I know it's to the benefit. Of the government to not allow the market really to control the prices. You know, when gold was re legalized in 1975, that was a big event. We were watching uh-huh. that so closely from 71. Boy, everybody expected gold prices to explode in 75. And uh, I remember clearly because I was attending a gold conference. Uh, everybody was, you know, really watching it. And the gold went down sharply because Treasury dumped gold. And uh, the IMF dumped gold, yeah. and uh, therefore they wanted to break break support uh, from from people. So I think uh, I think if gold uh, if there was an event tomorrow which says that people really got excited and gold goes up two hundred dollars, uh, I think I'd uh, be leery. That's why that's why my philosophy is <laughs> buy it a little earlier than you
0: think you need it just keep stacking that physical. Yeah. I've always said it's it's no coincidence that American citizens were allowed to own gold again in January of 1975, but they started trading gold futures on December 31st of 1974. Yeah, yeah, that's right. All right, sir. I've got three more questions for you. They're kind of more political in nature, but I mean, I've got you on the line. I got to ask you these. Um, first up, we got another U.S. midterm election coming up in a couple of months. Uh, how concerned are you with voter fraud, you know, mail-in ballots seemed like to be a very easy opportunity for that. And then how that calls into question legitimacy and trust in the results from both sides. Uh, how, how Does that concern you about elections going forward?
1: Yeah, but I don't want to wake at night because that's the way it's been run forever. I, I think uh, uh, the more pure a democracy strives, you know, to dictate and distribute power uh, through 51% of the vote, the founders considered that one of the worst types of system because when you can manipulate and propagandize and, uh, and get consent from the people, uh, that it is most uh, open to a revolution and a coup and taking over. So yes, it's been there, it's been there as, I mean, I live in Texas. I, you know, we, you'd have never had to go through the history of LBJ being president if he didn't cheat and steal right. the election one time yeah. in the very first election I was in. Uh, we had absolute proof of uh, of, uh, of a fraudulent election. The the ele- I wasn't supposed to win because it was a Democratic uh, t- state at that time, and uh, they said that I lost by a hundred votes, and and uh, there was a recount, and you no, know, that I won by a hundred votes, something like that, and then they then I finally lost by two hundred and some votes, <laughs> and uh, and uh, we took it to court. We won every battle in the court. And all the way up to the Supreme Court of Texas. So the next day, uh, next day, they uh, uh, they were able to uh, uh, get rid of the Supreme Court justice. Uh, I forget the terminology, but they were able to kick him out. And they had another vote the same week, and they convicted. They uh, they they turned Confused down my, my party. Now they cheat all the time, you yeah. know. And uh, they're going they're going to cheat, and that's why. Uh, that's why people have to just be aware of it but uh, i think fighting back is still very necessary i still watch the elections and we still we still have uh you know a couple people in there that uh, know exactly what's going on and so it's as long as we can express ourselves to some degree and I uh, get a position. It's a, it's alive, but not well. You know, the system is alive, but not well. And it's working because there's a few of us sometimes can sneak in the back door and all of a sudden they don't know what to do with us because it turns out that the people like to hear the truth. That's the one thing I've been right. to. I have ne- to. I never was naive enough. Boy, they agree with everything I say. No, I think I think uh, I think I convinced him because I believed it so strongly. But I was telling the truth, and there's a fertile field out there for that, and that's why I still, with all the mess we have, I come I come down as an as an optimist as, uh, that uh, things will come down because it's ideological and and we're making inroads there. But the elections, uh, I I'm I, worry, I work more in education ideological battles for sound money than I do uh, uh, working on. Uh, on, on elections and getting people elected. Uh, I, I want them to do it, and I did it. Uh, but uh, that's, that is, that is sec- secondary to uh, people uh, understanding uh, what this whole story is all about and what our, what our Constitution really says. So uh, that's why I have a homeschooling program,
0: too. Well, Dr. Paul, that leads us to question six. With one more after this, and uh, this is kind of a fun one. I I think most folks know, and you mentioned earlier, you ran for president a couple of times. Let's just say for fun that you were elected in uh, 2024, and uh, it's January 21st or whatever it is, 2025. What, Given everything that's going on in the world, what would be on your agenda for the first 100 days? Well,
1: I wouldn't last that long. (laughs) Uh... No, what I would do is I would write an executive order very inclusive and in every executive order signed on uh the last hundred years <laughs> cancel them, and then I'd leave town uh <laughs> you know it uh what you you can't do it through the process you have to change the people you have to have the vote you know if if i I could do some things with executive order but if 97% of the people say hey he cut off my insurance my my welfare checks and if, and if the businessmen say hey you know what what i need the banks the banks need the fed we got rid of the fed oh yeah sure no there uh, the one thing that i would do though that's probably would be uh, a tougher time under these conditions to argue against I'd bring all the troops home just quit mm-hmm. fighting these senseless stupid wars all wars undermine personal liberty and then work on all those other problems and yeah. that would include bringing the troops i would bring the cia home too
0: yeah yeah well uh well i would vote for that i'm sure a lot of people would all right uh dr paul finally our our final question and again this kind of gets to politics um uh it seems to many that outside of a few good folks like your son, Rand, that really there's just one party and that corruption is rampant. The insider trading in Washington, you know, all that kind of stuff. Do you favor term limits as a solution? And and really, is that even possible uh, in this day and age?
1: Well, I did. I introduced a lot of legislation in the 70s and we did get votes on them and didn't do very well. Uh, I think we had four votes on the House floor. Uh, so I did support them and think it would help uh, and still would probably vote that way. But do any good? I, I wouldn't think so. Because uh, we had people who were voluntarily wanting to make that point and they'd get elected and they stayed six years and they left. Right. And inevitably, the people who left were more principled and more decent than the people who came in because they were back to the old hacks and they did. It. So, no, that, I think it's uh, not relevant compared to the uh, morality uh, of, the, of the people that are there. Uh, I, I don't. Uh, so I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, be uh, thinking that's much of a solution. Uh, I think the terms ought to be uh, limited. But uh, when the people wake up and say, I'm not voting for you unless you vote to bring the troops home, uh, that that would be a good limitation of funds. That's why you have to go, uh, you know, to, to the people themselves and get them to understand, uh, you know, why it's important for us to pick up and improve upon and restore what the founders tried to do. Uh, that that is uh hundred times more important than, uh, uh just say, saying that, uh, uh, oh, we'll limit your terms. And after you're done in six years, we're going to kick you out. Well, are you, uh, they're, they're not going to do it. That's the first thing. Right. And, uh, then also you'd have, uh, if you could fire all the bureaucrats, you'd have to do that for it really to work. And then, well, because the Fauci's of the world still exist, you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, if you, yeah, it, 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 like I said, I supported it once, promoted the legislation, voted for the legislation, but I don't, uh, I don't spend a lot of energy trying to convince people. Oh, if we only had term limits, things are going to be changed. No, we have to have term limits on the. People who believe that interventionism in our inner and in our personal lives, interventionism in the economy or interventionism overseas, it ha- can provide us any good whatsoever has nothing to do with national security. It's a good way to destroy our national security. And uh, that's why I concentrate on the education.
0: And you do, uh, Dr. Paul, and we all appreciate it. We know you're no longer in Congress, but your work continues um, when people want to seek you out, uh, where do they find your work these days? I know I've seen it uh, on a couple of different websites.
1: Uh,
0: well, I spend uh, a
1: lot of time getting ready for and doing a daily cast, uh, you know, live stream on mm-hmm. com. And uh, we, John, Daniel McAdams is, I, I consider, very, very good on foreign policy, the details of foreign policy yeah uh is libertarian and uh, uh that that's the that's the place where uh, uh most people are going now to follow up on what we do we do we will promote our conferences and things like that on Ron Paul Liberty Report
0: and again what was the website Dr Paul Ron Paul Liberty Report Dr Ron Paul all one word yeah RonPaulLibertyReport.com. It's hard to mess that one up. Again, we've been speaking with uh, Dr. Ron Paul, longtime sound money advocate, former U.S. Congressman, and what a treat. Again, all we ask uh, is a thank you for Sprout Money for providing this platform. Please visit their site, or at least uh, give them a call, 888-861-0775. Or, of course, just give a like or a subscribe to whichever channel you've been listening on as that helps out the cause too. Uh, Dr. Paul, thank you so much for your time. This has been fascinating, very interesting, very helpful. And I know everybody appreciates uh, you taking the time to do it. Good to be with you. And from all of us here at Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com, thank you for listening. We'll have another one of these Ask the Expert segments next month.